KYW Original Podcasts. This is KYW In-Depth. My name is Matt Leon. Still a lot of questions surrounding the return of professional sports in this COVID-19 pandemic, but we are seeing steps towards returning to play. Baseball is starting spring training 2.0 or summer training, whatever you want to call it. They hope to start their season at the end of July. The NBA, NHL hoping to resume their seasons not long after that. Still a lot of questions, but one thing we know for sure is there's not going to be any fans crowding into stadiums to watch the games, and that means nobody paying for parking, nobody buying souvenirs, nobody buying food and drink, and this is all going to have a lot of ripple effects economically, and the economic pain is going to spin off in many, many directions. And then what about the fate of fall college sports, specifically college football? That's very much up in the air. What could no college football mean for communities that desperately depend on the revenue from Saturdays in the fall to make ends meet? We wanted to talk about all this, so we reached out to our friend David Fiorenza, Associate Professor of Practice, Villanova School of Business, and we talk all things sports economics. Give a listen. All right, David, among the many aspects of the economy I know you follow and you work with and discuss is the economy of sports. Obviously, we are starting, at least in theory, to see pro sports start to make their way back. What are some things with regards to the business of sports you're keeping an eye on here as we continue through this pandemic? Well, some of the things I'm actually keeping an eye on is not just the local town economics that happens when you have colleges playing and even minor leagues and high schools. But on the professional level, it has to do with the TV revenues. It has to do with the ad revenues. And then subsequently the tax revenues of all the players and everything at a, at a stadium, whether it's football, basketball, baseball, or hockey, there's lots of tax revenues that are being paid to the local city and everything from parking tax revenues to wage taxes to taxes on the, on the merchandise that's being purchased. So I'm taking a look at this and saying, without professional sports, there's a big multiplier effect that is not happening in the United States at this time. And even if we get sports back, we're not going to have fans. So... Yes, the players will make money, the teams will make money from the the TV revenue, but really all those other things you talked about are really going to take a hit or disappear for the time being, no? Right, they've already disappeared, and a lot of people are employed in the state of Pennsylvania and throughout the country when it comes to sports and anything involved with, with sports. Uh, some of those jobs are secondhand jobs for people, first-time jobs for people just coming out of high school, let's say, part-time jobs, parking cars, selling merchandise at the stadiums. This has a multiplier effect of even selling the merchandise when our favorite team is winning, going to the local um, sporting goods store, even going online to buy a T-shirt or a jersey, let's say, from the of the Eagles or the Phillies. When we have sports, it actually brings us – the ability to have a lot of confidence in our teams, especially if they're winning, and we go out and we spend money, whether it's at a bar, a restaurant, whether we have Super Bowl parties, let's say, or whether we have NCAA Final Four parties. I used to work in state college, and I know what Penn State football means to that community from a social pride standpoint. But from an economic standpoint, the engine that makes that town run really is seven Saturdays in the fall. What would towns like State College have to deal with 
if they have a fall with no football or football, but no one can go to the games. Well, that brings up a great point because all the restaurants up there, all the hotels up there will not be filled. They'll be at 10% capacity, maybe 15% capacity. uh, And that's some tax revenue that's lost for the towns. I was on a virtual call this week with lots of finance directors throughout the state of Pennsylvania, and they had concerns in Pittsburgh, State College, the Philadelphia area, and the surrounding areas, not just the, the college teams, but even the minor league teams where we've built some great minor league baseball stadiums. Penn State lives for those seven weekends a year because people start going up there on a Thursday and leave on a Sunday. It's a ritual uh, that happens every year, and I'm telling you, if this doesn't happen, there's going to be a loss of tax revenue, not only for the borough of State College, but also for the state of Pennsylvania. And these towns are trying to manage their budgets going forward. And, I mean, we're not just talking about business closes. You talk about tax revenue. I mean, the ripple effect of the possibility of no football for one season or no fans. I mean, it's really kind of hard to get your head around what that would mean for, like, the borough of State College, isn't it? Oh, it is. It, it, just to imagine that some of the monies that come in, the borough is able to do lots of improvements through the town, whether that means new streetlights, sidewalks, and even maintaining services for the people that live up there in their parks and recreation areas, as well as public safety, uh, storm sewers, everything up there. So those seven Saturdays a year for those games, when you have at least 100,000 people up there, and not to mention all, all the people that work there and all the people that are coming in from out of town from this from the teams like Michigan. And in fact, I think even Villanova is supposed to play Penn State maybe this year or next year uh, as an away game for Villanova. So we're not going to be able to go up there. We have, may have to watch it on television. Could this, shifting back to the professional, could this year lead to, we see contraction of salaries and stuff like that just because Yes, assuming these teams start and finish a season, you'll play, but you know, no fan revenue stuff like that. Will we see owners really tighten the grip on on salaries kind of across the board, you think, or eventually will the market demand that uh, they continue to go up exponentially like we've seen, you know, forever? Well, I, I've listened to a few owners, and they're playing everything close to the vest. But I imagine next time it comes for negotiations uh, for players in professional sports, I think they're going to be taking a look at it saying, we didn't have anybody in the in the stands. We didn't have anybody in the arena. Uh, we're not having as much revenue as we used to have. Um, we have to do one of two things. We have to take a look at players' salaries or take a look at insurance. Some some teams have gone so far as to have some kind of insurance policies that will help them in times of a pandemic or other types of crisis. Places with the uh, you mentioned a lot of the minor league stadiums and stuff like that. Even though they're not playing, major league minor league baseball across the board's been canceled. Those they still have to pay taxes on those stadiums and such, right? Even though they're not being used, it's just like any other building you own, correct? That's correct. Most of these minor league uh, stadiums, except for the Reading Fills, because it's been there for a long, long time, but some of these other stadiums were actually built upon what we call bond issues at the state level. So we take a bond out, and that bond, you have to pay that back twice a year, just like you're paying a mortgage 12 times a year, but a bond, you're usually paying twice a year, principal and interest. 
Who's on the hook for that? It's the state. It's the city. It's wherever that minor league team is located. And whether you use the stadium or not, and that's why I've always talked about our stadium down in Chester, it's underutilized for the amount of money that that stadium costs, that costs the taxpayers for the county, the city of Chester, and the state of Pennsylvania. Do you think we could see a reckoning with a lot of these bond issues and stuff like that, that I think there's been momentum to force more of the, the, the onus on to the owners to build their own stadiums and stuff like that. But what we're seeing here and what we will continue to see uh, with nobody in the, the stands and stuff like that, do you think we will see the arrow point more towards private ownership rather than the public paying for these things, taxpayers? That's what I would like to see. Unfortunately, we have uh, relatively low interest rates, which means a lot of these bond issues could be refinanced at a lower rate. On the other hand, we have taxpayers who are taking a look at these stadiums saying, we don't want them anymore. We don't want to pay for them. We do like going to them. We're tired of taxpayer dollars being used and people vote with their dollars. And they look at it and say, what do my taxes look like? How many more stadiums are you building? Why are you financing the debt here? What are, why aren't we doing things for the school districts? Why aren't we doing things for the road improvements? So I would like to see owners step, step up to it. Just like you and I, if we opened up a business, uh, we wouldn't ask for the, any other taxpayers to pay 100% of our business to open it up. With regards to all the people, because when you really start putting it in your mind, there's the, the players and the coaches and all, but, you know, they're the support people that sell the tickets you talked about earlier. They're the people that cover the teams that, that, that can't cover the team. Is it really hard to get a handle on the effect of, like, what not having a season will do to unemployment because – for a lot of the people, it might be a, a second or third job working at the stadium or, or working to, to, to cover a team. So, yes, the person might not be unemployed, but they're taking a giant hit because a, a, a section of their of their wages aren't coming in. That's right. Tr- traditionally, stadiums in Philadelphia area, but even throughout the country, uh, when games would start at 7.05, people would wor- work part-time. Uh, in these blue-collar cities, the husband would come home after work traditionally, take care of the children, and the wife would be the ones going out. I used to see all these uh, great workers at the at the Wells Fargo Center at the Citizens Bank Park who would seat me for my games, and they relied on that little bit of income, even if it was 15000 a year, let's say, even 10000 They rely on that second income to buy their Christmas gifts. Uh, to be able to do shopping, maybe take the children out once in a while for a pizza or, or, a, or a movie. So if we don't see the secondary employment happening, not only at the stadiums, but even at, at the local hotels. People like to travel. They like to go see their, oppose, their teams play in opposing cities, and they like to stay for two or three days. Well, there's that multiplier effect again happening with food vendors, hotels, even airlines, gasoline. And it all comes back to if you're not spending the money, then the tax revenue is not coming in as well. And I guess to kind of wrap this up, the only answer is going to be getting back to a point where everyone feels safe, which I guess would be a vaccine or the pandemic completely runs its course, but this is going to be a marathon, not a sprint to get back to quote unquote normal with regards to everything surrounding the world of sports. No. Oh, that that's true. Uh, First of all, you have the players, the managers, the coaches, uh, if they don't feel safe, then, then what does that represent to the fans that want to go 
see them live play, let's say, whether it's baseball, whether it's football, any of these kinds of sports. So first, the players have to feel comfortable going out and playing before anything else happens. And I know a lot of the professional sports leagues are still working things out. I keep hearing certain teams are going to be practicing. um, And I know we're all hungry for live sports. We're all hungry for live entertainment. It's what our country likes. We like to do that on a Saturday afternoon or even a Sunday and watch football. We've talked a lot about a lot of aspects of sports and economy in the middle of this pandemic. How about gaming? You know, we've we've just seen sports betting legalized, and now there are very few. There are no games around here to bet on for the most part, but. How big a hit has that industry taken, and could they continue to take? Matt, that's a good question to ask at this time, because without having live sports, you have very little sports betting going on. The sports betting companies have gone so far as to simulate live sports and people are betting on that, almost like watching one of those animated uh, video games that you would play on an Xbox or something of that nature. So without having live sports, there's less tax revenue, and I keep going back to tax revenue, but there's less tax revenue that the states of Pennsylvania, Delaware, and New Jersey have talked about for many years. We need legalized gambling. Okay, we have it. We need legalized online gambling and sports betting. We now have it. And they've always tried to plug their budgets, the holes in their budgets with things such as gambling and always other things. And I think it's coming down to the fact that they didn't plan for a pandemic. Nobody planned for a pandemic. And the tax revenues are very, very low. That's it for this episode of KYW In-Depth Coronavirus. For more stories about the coronavirus pandemic here in the Philadelphia area, or if you want to know how what you see or hear on the news is going to change your own life or your own routine, then subscribe to the KYW In-Depth podcast. Search for KYW In-Depth on the Radio.com app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. My name is Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.